My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Our three-day core challenge is open now for you to join in. Sign up and you'll get direct access to daily core-focused classes. Yes, and they're both Pilates and yoga, Mm -hmm. and they're really short, literally less than 10 minutes. Exactly. So if you think you don't have time to work out, then you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You do, because these are online, on demand. You can do them from the comfort of wherever you are, whenever you want. So come and join us for our three-day core challenge. Head over to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash core dash challenge and sign up. This is episode 273 on the Get Married podcast, and we're so excited to be here yet again. (laughs) And this week we are chatting all things creativity. Yeah, and we're so excited about this topic. I think, you know, creativity is an interesting word. I think it's a loaded word. I think Mm. that it comes with a lot of um, self-doubt with a lot of people. So true. So I think it'll be an interesting topic and I'm, I'm interested into how we're going to tackle it and where we're going to find ourselves. And I, I definitely totally agree with you there. And even the word artist and Mm, art, mm. I mean, in the end, art is subjective, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has a different opinion. Mm -hmm. It's not like this art is good. This art is bad. This art is good for some people. This art is bad for some people. It's different for all. It's interpretation. Yes. And when we have this, uh, this going on, I guess, it makes you doubt your creativity Mm -hmm. and your art Mm -hmm. because of course everyone judges it. Mm -hmm. It's like we always talk about don't, not to judge, but like you naturally judge, right? Yeah. You're like, I don't like this music. I love this song. They're my favorite artist. I love this artist. I don't like that artwork. I don't I don't know why I don't like it, but I just don't. And I think like and who says who is better at judging? Like I know there's people who have like the that. critics. <laughs> it's all about the critics. And I get it. Yeah, because they probably have like years of expertise and knowledge mm. and and training. They're probably artists themselves. I get it. People's opinions matter more than others, probably. Mm. And then there's the the business side, isn't there, of art and creativity. And maybe maybe artists will say this ruins art mm. because, you know, a marketer's brain yes. gets involved. And hello, who's a marketer? I'm a marketer. You're a marketer. I'm so – I'm like one of those people who sees an artist and I want to shake them. Yeah, because like you see the – Because I just see how amazing that they, they are and – there's no time for the promotional. There's no time for the marketing. There's no time to get the word out there because they're so involved in their work, which is the most beautiful thing ever. I know. To be that involved in your work and that present. Oh, wow. But I think that's that's how an artist becomes who they are. Like mm. that, like they are so involved mm. and uh, the the business side is like, oh, like it probably makes, makes them cringe mm. and that's why they get the external help, I yeah. guess. But when you're first starting out or when you're, uh, like, what's the term? Struggling artist. Yeah. (laughs) A nobody. Yeah. It's like how the heck do you do it? Mm. Especially because I know in some forms of art, probably all forms of art, there's, like, that snobbery as Mm -hmm. well. It's like like, like who you know almost. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel that who you know falls into a lot of industries. Which is really annoying. Super annoying. Let me tell you. Uh, uh, So let's go back to the topic of creativity and maybe uh, when you were growing up or in school, you you did art class and there were some people who were just really talented at art. They were really creative. They were the creative people and you just didn't feel creative at all. I was one of these people. Like I thought I wasn't creative 
<laughs> this did you really yeah I didn't think I was creative because in my head I thought like creativity was being good at drawing or good at painting but also you were always a perfectionist mm, so because true. you never excelled okay you were never like like a star yeah this is true okay so the reason <laughs> so actually- why I felt I wasn't creative was because I wasn't good at being creative in my own opinion <laughs> I was always thinking oh that person's art is better than mine I mustn't be good at this art class I must not uh, I definitely will not enroll for art class when I go to college <laughs> this is like the fun this is the really big difference between me and you right because so I- you were good at art yeah I was I was good at art but I wasn't like excelling at it like yeah. I you got the art award did, did I? You? Did I get an art award? I did get an you art got a award. Visual art award. Oh yeah, I did in year seven. Yeah. Did I? <laughs> I thought you got an. In I year. thought I got a I food science it. award. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got food science. I thought you got an art. I got the arts award, and I still thought I wasn't creative. You got art. <laughs> the arts award, like create, like because I was in drama. Oh well, you see, you are creative. I know. You, but you know, I think growing up, sometimes you look at art as just visual art. Yeah. Whereas, you know, music is art, performance is art. Very true. Really, everything can be art. Life is art. Yeah, a garden is art. Yeah, Yeah, it's very true. When I was growing up, I used to think creativity was maybe like writing or drawing or painting. Like, as I said before, I was kind of obviously in my own little box of understanding of what creativity was. And no one ever told me that being creative could be in how you dress. And like how, you, how you speak, how you yeah, how you choose to live, how you make a podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. By the way, so yeah, so if you've ever been told or thought that you're not creative, well, let's just leave that thought behind. Let's leave that belief behind, and let's see if we can dive a little deep into this subject. Well, I believe this is what we all need to do. We all need to create mm. because. It evokes something inside us. Creating something from nothing mm-hmm. might just be the best thing mm. on the earth. Like so when you have an idea, it's just this little like like burst of something mm. in your mind and your heart. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, huh, instead of ignoring this idea, I'm going to do something with it. Mm. I'm going to take action. I'm going to sit down and write or I'm going to sit down and, and study and then whatever the next step is. I'm going to sit down mm-hmm. and play this instrument that I've never done before or paint or doodle or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like to doodle. <laughs> okay, maybe artists don't doodle. <laughs> doodling when emma's <laughs> listening to you she'll be doodling like you know she's listening if she's doodling on the page or maybe she's not listening maybe i'm just so like excited about my doodle <laughs> okay that's enough stop. stop it okay so i'm actually i am in complete <laughs> agreement with you is that a word agreement yeah yeah with the creating something from nothing and i'm going to use um our, our new app as an example Ooh. because this new app that, that we are creating, that we are so close to finishing, was just this idea, like, in our brains, right? And it was just like a, an, like a vision in the brain, and then it came into a mock-up of my own disgusting design, which then got passed <laughs> to another designer who was much better at it, who made it beautiful, and then got passed on to a developer. So, like, this tiny vision of what it could be is now, like, almost a finished app that people are going to be using all over the world to do their yoga, Pilates and meditation. That's so cool. And that's so cool that, that we made very it. Cool. That and, we made it. And, yeah, it was just a little idea and then step one, step mm-hmm. two, step three. And I think, you know, that is – that's what this podcast really is about, like not ignoring your ideas. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, same thing with Demiano's work. Mm-hmm. I see, like, him start with just, like, finding a – like a, a jam that's, yes. like, cool. He's like, oh, this is good. Whatever this is shows me and I'm like, cool, like, that sounds so good. I love it, obviously. <laughs> and then it, like, number evolves. One fan. Yeah, hashtag number one fan. Um, 
And then it evolves and I'll hear like the next bit or the next stage and then there's the drum bit and then there's the the bass guitar mm. and it all like just keeps going and going and going. It's like this evolution of creativity, which is even cooler, right? Like it's like you go on a journey with your creativity. Mm. I think what Damiano and his band does is so amazing. So let me get this straight. Damiano, he writes the music for every for all of the instruments well i think like some of the songs will be collaborations Mm. with other people but some like just begin with him and he does the lyrics yeah so he like it's like composing i guess you call it composing he's a poet yeah isn't that i think that's so but and then i think it's a collaborative as well so like he might write the lyrics and then with the band they're like they and how fun to collaborate change things yeah we've seen songs like their new song that's coming out this week well, it's already out well yeah it's already out post, maybe we re- should post recording wait let's put a little a little snippet snip it right now we're gonna pop a snippet in of their new song midnight express to rome disintegrate you heard it here first go and follow them on spotify midnight express to rome this is a snippet of disintegrate love that song (laughs) and i have heard that song transform from the the first time i heard it to this version which is such a beautiful song like it makes me want to dance it makes me want to like nod my head and it makes me want to sing yeah and i think um you know from someone i love music Mm. i love it ever since i was a kid i mean mum and dad gave us great uh what do you call it? Examples of mm. what good artists are. I mean, I loved Cat Stevens. I they loved gave Simon you and a, a great education. Yeah, I was like, what do you, what do you say? I was the little kid with my cassettes listening to Cat Stevens in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> and I was the sister who would sit with her and run away when the sad songs Lady would come on. De, what was it? Lady de Bundy? How and Sad Lisa? Sadly. Well, I don't that? know. I can't remember. <laughs> Obviously I a true fan. True ones. fan. I yeah, didn't you like get the sad, sad song, no. so I went to my room and would put Disney on instead. Yeah, you would listen to Akuna Matata. <laughs> it means no worries. <laughs> Always ever the optimist I was. There's no worries around here, everyone. Just let me dance to my Disney. And I will fast forward through the Scar song. <laughs> I hated that song. He was scary. Yeah, Scar was scary. Anyway, back to uh, music. Um but I think what was really cool about going and seeing live music as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. it's like such a different uh, experience mm-hmm. than just listening to it at home. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I was missing because I never really like uh, prioritised live music. Yeah, I never did. <laughs> yeah, Maybe like when I was young, like, you know, in my early 20s. I used to go to 20s. a lot of uh, hip-hop. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to hip-hop. Aussie, Aussie hip hop. I was really into that when I was young. Potentially influenced by a boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> I liked it because my boyfriend liked it. But then I actually did like no, it. No, I you did like I it. I did really you, like you, it. You used to listen to Aussie hip hop yeah, for a little while. It was really fun and I used to run to it and it was really yeah. good to run to. See, this is music is actual magic because mm. it again it evokes, it creates feelings yeah. inside. It it would motivate me yeah, to so, run. So what okay, music motivates you music can make you feel happy music can make you feel sad music can make you feel love yes it can make you feel joy it Elation. makes you but this is the best thing music makes you feel yeah i think in this world where we're forever getting numb mm. by stuff like mm-hmm. i we see it mm-hmm. people numb themselves with uh social media uh netflix netflix watching the tv like it's like this like numbing mm-hmm. of our minds Substances. yeah it's like an addiction as well mm-hmm. whereas music you listen to it, you feel something, and you also think about it too. Mm, You're like, mm-hmm. wow. And I, I think, I mean, I'm the kind of person when I listen to a song, I'm very much a lyric girl. 
Yeah. I love me some lyrics. You love, you're the poet. Yeah. I mean, so I when I lyrics. listen to the words, it makes me just like, then I start and go yes. on this whole little journey of like, what were they thinking when they wrote this? What were they going through? Who's this about? I and know. Google things. Me and, too. <laughs> like, oh, they wrote it then and it was about See, this person. I I always think about this too. What we should do, if you're like this, if you're like us, we should chat about it mm. because I'm, I love it doing that it's like you know if this was in school like if this was it's my tur- homework <laughs> yeah. i would have loved it why don't they make this homework I here's have, a song i had this now. um you know american pie oh we had oh, that's to so uh we had to decipher that song and it was fascinating it took us so long to do it well that it was song is like insane right yeah, so many historical events in that song. So it was actually a really fun task. So if you're a teacher out there and you teach media, that is a great a great task. Even like English. I think it could yes. be an English class. Or history even. Yes. Like music history. Why not? Oh, my gosh. I feel like I really could help make school better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just hit a guitar. Sorry, Damiano. Uh, okay, so back to music. Oh, yeah. We just love music. Another thing I love doing, and I think it's quite creative as well. It Well, it, it feels creative mm. to me. It kind of gets my it, – it fills up my creativity cup. And I think that's mm. something that you we all have. When you create something, you get that feeling of fulfillment. Like something really basic that a lot, like we can all do is creating playlists. So true. And creating playlists for specific uh, people or specific moments in your life or just for something you want to listen to when you're feeling a certain thing. Yeah. Like we, uh, when you went through a breakup, Emmy, we had a we had a lot of breakup songs. That was <laughs> there's a, there's actually a lot of country music. A lot of fun <laughs> uh, for me anyway. And yeah, like speak to, for yourself. To, like to find the songs and be like, oh, my God, this person. But also there's music that, like, you know, we'll make for Pilates and yoga. Yes. And, like, that's so cool because – yeah, it makes you want to move your body exactly. and exercise. It makes exercise even more enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, you, As you said, you had running playlists as well. Yeah. And one thing I really love doing with my yoga playlists is, like, thinking of the practitioner in their class and what kind of journey they're going on in their class. Yeah. And where would this song fit in? And, like, what kind of move would we do to this song? And it just makes it so much more powerful. Like, in my yoga classes, when there's a song in real life, in real life I know, Mary Bods, I do have the playlist. You can press play. But also we have put Damiano's music, music. in our yin classes, yes. which is delightful. But, you know, when there's like a crescendo and then the move goes with it, oh, my. Well, because Feels movement, like, like movement is very creative and, I mean, dance mm-hmm. is creative. Mm-hmm. And, again, dance is such a thing where it's like I suck at dancing. Yes. Like you have that attachment. You – like, you either put yourself as, I'm a dancer, I'm not a dancer. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I'm not a dancer. Like, I'm not. Like, yeah. if there's music on. I used to try. Oh, but we can dance, but it's like you might not, like, do it unless there's a bunch of people yeah. doing it. But it's so fun. It is Dancing so fun. is, like, the most fun ever. And really I love is. it and I miss going dancing. Well, we better go dancing. I know. We We're should. We're kind of not even allowed to go dancing at the moment. Are we still not allowed? Yeah, we're not allowed. We're allowed to we? dance. Well, no, I think they've changed the Have rules they? for COVID now. Okay. I well, I don't know. Well, when we went to that live show, Demiano's live show, that yeah, we weren't we allowed. allowed to dance. Yeah, isn't it crazy that? Uh, I guess like here's another thing we can talk about. You know, with COVID and this insane world we're living in right now. So, so much has been taken away in the world of arts and creativities and music mm. and entertainment. Mm-hmm. So there was no gigs, there was no concerts, no musicals. no musicals, no live performances. And for the first time ever, you can't go to something. Yeah. And, you know, something that we both love, musicals, yeah. like musical theatre. We oh, love okay. musicals. Like, oh, my God, I get excited and teary thinking about that. Me too. Going to, like, all those shows we went to in New York City, in London, yeah. in Sydney. We've been to lots of shows in Melbourne. Uh-huh. A few in Canberra. No one came to Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I think uh, they do now. Oh, good. Yeah. 
<laughs> go Canberra. Come to Gold Coast too when you're back. But wow. Like, I would go to more. Mm. Now that I cannot go to them, I, know. I would go to more. Make I'm the effort. Buy the ticket. Literally counting down the months. Yeah. I know that they're scheduled to come back 2021, in mid-2021. Yeah. I am so excited to actually make the effort, to buy the ticket, to drive to the theatre and make a day of it. I'm going to the matinee. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, no, because we have to drive to Brisbane, so like it's very hard. I would go to the matinee anyway. I remember we um would always go to the matinee like with grandma. Oh like, yeah, to shows, and I'd always be like, I want to go to the nighttime one. Now, what age thirty? Definitely going to the matinee. Definitely getting in that seventh row in the center. That's the best spot, by the way. <laughs> In musical theatre, row seven. Okay, good to know, Carls. Yeah. Well, you did do musical theatre as a kid. I remember I watched many of your shows. <laughs> did you, you like them? Oh, I, I loved them all. <laughs> I would always invite my friends. Remember, I'd bring all my friends yeah. to your theatre shows. so nice. Uh, well, a num- I'm another number one fan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. I think, um, you know, what's a beautiful thing as well? Like, yeah, I was creative, but, man, I was way too scared to get on a stage way too scared and you just were like up there like in year seven Mm. you're like boom front and center stage (laughs) year seven I was like there's this thing that we used to do in high school it was called big night out I was signing up for like all the things getting your friend like can you play piano for me could you play guitar for me so I can sing (laughs) it's so cute super cute I wish I had it on tape do we not no I'm sure we could find it somewhere yeah and then yeah we did the whiz and I was Dorothy and then we did back to the 80s and I was that was so fun then we did Aladdin wow that was like was amazing guys this performance was like next level for a public college Mm -hmm performance it was next level we had a professional director we were so lucky to it was work so with amazing him. it was just such a well put together like the costumes mm-hmm. the scenery mm-hmm. like the effort was just beautiful yeah it was so amazing it was really fun well you remember the old time musical yeah that we used to go to yeah. with grandma and Aunt yeah Rainey. we'd do that every year yeah that was the same director as what oh. we had, Matthew Forley. Oh. So we had – wait, he might have just been in the show. I think he was in the show, but we yeah. had him as I our – Yeah, I remember him bumpity bumpity Yeah, bump. and we had him as our director. Yeah, like, wow. No wonder it was amazing. See, that's so cool. And I think, you know, as a creative or an artist, like I feel like that would be a lot of joy to bring that to a younger generation. Yeah. I mean – I'm pretty sure uh, we did it like – Guys, this is like – This is pretty massive. I feel like in Australia we don't – like what do we – Australia as a whole, like what is the thing that's put on the pedestal? Sport. Mm. Probably business too, sport and business maybe. And somewhere art kind of just gets like pushed down. And just look at what happened with the – like the arts degrees and things. Yeah. They – the prices went went up. up. Yeah. And something else happened to them. All I know is it was it's a bad thing for the arts industry. Yeah, and I think not not enough we don't have enough gratitude and like praise of mm. art because we don't realize really it brings so much mm-hmm. to every one of our lives. Like it brings so much. Imagine world the world without music. Imagine yeah. the world without visual art. Like something yeah. to admire and look Imagine at. Imagine the world without books. Oh my gosh. Like it's a sad world even without the art exactly yeah and to think even a tv show a series like that was a script that someone wrote and then it was a director and a producer then it was the actors yeah then it was the film crew and the sound crew and the editors so many artists yes and i and i think another big one to think about is like say if you have kids i know i can imagine a lot of parents would be like you know, not kind of like pushing their kids mm. into arts, potentially, depending. Like not everyone, but yeah. I, I've seen that. Yeah. I've see it, seen it. And because we think like, I don't know, medic- medicine is better or mm. like law, being a lawyer mm. is better or whatever. This will make you more money. Yeah, it's this all about the stable. freaking money. This is more stable. It's like, no, do you know what's more important? That someone follows what they love yeah. and sometimes that's being creative. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I get it. There's not like a cookie cutter, this is how you make a living from it. But I truly believe if it's something you love, mm-hmm. if you put all your energy into it, 
it can be an amazing life. Of course. It will be an amazing life. And I think that if you encourage that in the younger generation, of course it's going to be an amazing life because if you don't and you you kind of steer them in the other direction, no, do this yeah. this thing because this will get you a stable job. It'll get you a safe job. You'll you'll have a great uh, a great stable job with a great superannuation so you can retire when you're 60 and then enjoy life. Well, what happened in between? Yeah. The most important years of the life, really. Yeah, well, so, like, actually, no, every year is important. Yeah, so I think we need to encourage it and we we need to allow space and time for it and it needs to be seen as a, the same level of importance as math homework. It's so true. And then, like, as a career choice for people, like, have the respect for mm-hmm. artists and musicians mm-hmm. as whatever respect you have for the politician. <laughs> Wait, that's probably a bad example. Does that like, <laughs> What was that, Carla? I feel like you like, crickets. Uh-huh. She just said, "Does anyone respect the politicians?" <laughs> FYI, you can't half ask that. <laughs> some of them, some of them, but we. We'll keep She's it, so politically we'll correct. Keep it PC. This one. Uh, you guys know what we believe. <laughs> um, yeah, we need to look at like. The same level of respect for the artists to the sports people. Yes. Because, like, when I grew up, who were the heroes? Who were the heroes that, oh my gosh. that we all chose? You know when you have that in school and you're like, pick a hero, pick who a hero. Who was your hero? hero. I, I think didn't... it was, like, Kathy Freeman or something. But I feel like that's a really good hero. Um, no, I know. I picked a good one. Yeah. No, no. It was like... <laughs> would be like i don't know some cricketer (laughs) look i know it and this is australia though because australia is all about sport i'm pretty sure some of the boys picked shane warne and this is like after all of the you know the what is what went on with him i don't even know what went on but this is what i say as someone who was never sporty Mm. I felt this growing up. Yeah. I felt really out of it because... Because you weren't picked for the teams. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never was picked for sports teams because I could not catch balls uh, and I was very slow. <laughs> she was too busy doodling. <laughs> yeah, I was too busy doodling <laughs> so I couldn't catch balls. Oh, my God. This podcast episode is out of control. But, no, I would say that, you know, because there was such an emphasis on yes. sport growing up as a kid, yeah. I, I felt really out of it. Mm. And, yeah, I was more creative. But I probably didn't have anyone kind of like saying, do this. No one was fostering it. For no, me. and no, no one, one was encouraging. I didn't it. know that it was even a thing, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Like, I saw, you know, the only artist really who I knew was my Uncle Michael, right? Mm. And he was just an artist for a hobby. He was so bloody good. He so still good. is. Like, like talent, right? Sculpture. Like, he so would just copies. create. He would just draw something and I'd be like, wow. Or, like, have some foil and make this epic sculpture. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that, I really, I loved that. Mm. But that was kind of the only art I was really in. Mum used to do watercolour. I oh, always yeah. loved. Mum had, like, all these old watercolours. They probably weren't even that old. It's just that, like. They were old because she didn't do them when I was born. Oh, yeah. And so I would look through the pile. No, I think you were born. I'm pretty well, I sure. I don't remember. Yeah. So I would look through them and I always loved doing that. Another thing I love that mum did, those little like collage oh, yeah. things and the embroidery. So this is one thing what our mum really brought to our lives, craft. Oh, yeah. We were very crafty kids. We were the, we were the kids with the boxes of craft stuff. Oh, my stuff. gosh. We were so lucky. And my Christmas list, number one, craft, craft stuff. <laughs> I really love craft. See, no wonder. Like, Another one of those things. Mum, I'm going to the cheap shop to the craft aisle. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so funny. That's where I'll be. That's where I'll be for two hours. Or like in Bunnings, see you in the craft aisle. We'd buy like our little wooden bits and our paint. paint. Gosh, we were very crafty. And I'm like, what did mum do with all this craft? <laughs> Oh, God, what do you do as a, a mother or father? You keep some of the good ones. 
but leave the, the chuck the, the crap ones. No, no, like we we loved creating stuff. We uh went when we were a bit older, we created jewelry. I know we've told that. But story this is before. the cool thing with us because we would create it, then we'd be like, we can sell it. <laughs> See, we are just like we are naturally creative, but we we're also naturally entrepreneurial yeah. and business oh yeah. like we have business in we our side have it in our blood yeah it's funny I think about our bloodline <laughs> and i think okay dad owned like dad was in business yeah. he's in business he still has a business okay whose business runs for the amount of time that our dad's does but it has yeah it's like almost what for over 40 years yeah so they need to have a party for that business. Yeah, we should have a party for dad. Yeah, and then so there's that and then there's dad's dad. Yeah. Sorry, so, wait, wait, wait. There's dad's mum who did bed and breakfasts. Well, and, oh, yeah, but let's, let's like, so our dad's dad, he came over from Greece. Yeah. So dad is first generation Australian, we're second generation Australian. So dad's dad came over from Kapathos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he opened, I think, like a, a milk bar. Yeah. In Kingston, I, I think like we don't, we're not hundred percent sure. Maybe it was in Sydney first, and he moved down. Oh, I don't actually know. Could have been. But then he like brought over other Greek yeah. people too, like, and he would work and he sponsor, would, them. sponsor them at, at his workplace. So I feel like a lot of Canberra's Greek society is here because of our grandfather. Yeah, Papu. how cool is that? that what you call him? Yeah, Papu. Well, Papu. we never met him because he sadly died before we were born. But, yeah, business. Uh-huh. And then I want to know what his dad and mum did. Yeah. I would love to know that. So, so interesting. And then, like, also, like, We don't mom- actually know what mum's real parents yeah, did because she was adopted. adopted. Uh, but they came over from Slovenia. Mm. So mum is first generation Australian too. And yeah. we don't know anything about that side. Literally nothing. We will hear, like... I, like we keep on learning like, new only, stories. Mum only, only just knew where she was born. Yeah, and mum only just knew that she was Slovenian. Like yeah. she thought she was Serbian. I mean, like this is crazy, right? Yeah, I just can't imagine not knowing that history of myself. Yeah, but also like mum's adopted family, grandpa did have his own business, so yeah, he was an engineer. engineer. So yeah, it is in our family. So it's been like around us a lot. Yeah. And I was always fascinated when people did their own thing. Yeah, me too. And I just hate bosses. <laughs> I just spat. Yeah, you just really spat. <laughs> she laughed really big. I, I can't, I don't like bosses uh, because I like to do what I want to do. You don't do. like bad bosses. Yeah, true. Because okay, guys, I've had good I'm bosses. I'm a good boss. <laughs> she thinks she's so funny. Yeah, Carla is the boss. She thinks she's the boss. I let her believe it. I loved this quote that I saw the other day. Actually, you tagged me. Yeah, I did. And it was like, I'm not bossy. I am the boss. (laughs) Damn. It's true though, right? But, yeah, I've had so many bad bosses in my life, Mm -hmm. in my long career since 13 years old. Mm -hmm. I have had many bad, mean bosses. And Mm -hmm. I think, like, you know, I was just a little 13-year-old, so shy and timid working in that sandwich shop, and that boss made me cry so many times. And maybe I'm sensitive. A 13-year-old girl, I think you're allowed to be as sensitive as you like. I think that if you are someone who owns their own business and is employing a 13-year-old, like... For $5 an hour. Yeah, God, minimum wage was... Bad back then. Uh, actually, I love my $5.96 per hour that I got, and I, I saved it all up and bought, it, bought all the things I wanted to buy. I think I was buying – I was still buying, like, Pooh Bear toys back then. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly Carla, too old for that. You were too old for that. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was saving – I just saved all my money. You were then I always bought, a saver. Then I bought a car. You did. Uh, yeah, so I think, like, we can all learn from this, you know, we can remember moments in our life. Oh, I never want to make anyone feel like that. Like if we ever employ oh a young person who wants to learn from us, oh, my gosh, like I will just be like, come on. As long as this. they're good workers. Yeah, and of course they've got to be – you know what is the most important thing, I think, the most important trait in anything is enthusiasm. It's so true. I think if you are enthusiastic, if you are there, if you are willing to learn, if you're willing to try, 
then you got everything covered. Like, you don't need... Yeah, talent is great. Awesome. If well, you're lucky enough to be talented at something and have, like, some crazy talent that just, like, came so naturally to you, then own that and use that. But, but use it, though, because sometimes people you, have talent exactly. and they don't use it. They don't uh, direct it in yeah. this, like, way to make impact. And I think a lot of the time maybe the talented people be, like, like a bit lazy almost because they've been so naturally yes. gifted. Yeah. See, this is why I think I was never talented at anything and I actually see it as a blessing now because it made me work. Mm. It made me, like, realise, okay, like, I'm not just, like, going to be able to coast through this. Yeah. I have to put the energy in. I think that I've always seen your talent as that you're a really hard worker. Yeah, like, that's true. You're, so maybe that is a talent. Yeah, and you have like a lot of, uh, yeah, I always, I mean, I always looked up to you. I always wanted to follow <laughs> in your footsteps and I was oh, always sister. doing the same things. And, <laughs> oh, my sister got a job at 13. I'm going to make sure I get a job a month before she did. <laughs> <laughs> Carla, the competitive one. <laughs> but then also, yeah, I, I always looked up. You didn't go to uni and so then I didn't want to go to uni. So I did the... Yeah, and then, but it's funny because then you did like mature age uni and I was like, I want to go to uni. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we kind of would always, we would inspire each other in a really good way. Yeah. Like we were never, we're very lucky to have a sister relationship and still do. That was extremely nurturing. It was never, it was never competitive. I am, if Emma got a success, it was my success too. Like I just, I think whenever I saw you on the stage getting your award, I was like, that's my sister. And that's same with me too. I mean, I could have, I feel like as an older sister, I could have been really jealous Mm. of my little sister excelling in everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like I could have been jealous, but I didn't feel jealous. And I just knew that we were different Mm. and that was okay. I mean, I definitely tried to get straight A's in high school, I remember. It just came at like, you know, I would watch you and you'd just be very like organised and you'd do it quite easily, it would appear, and it probably wasn't easy, whereas I would wait till the last week and be like, oh, my God. I, on deck. Yeah, and I would get everyone involved. <laughs> See, maybe <laughs> I just suffered silently. Yeah. I was like a stressed out thirteen. I made everyone kid. suffer with me. Mum, Dad, Carla, help me. I reckon I literally, whenever I get my assignments, I'd write my list and I'd write the due dates, and I'd be like, oh, I am so stressed. And I just, but I just do it. But I was always a stressed out. Yeah, person. I never was stressed until like the night before. <laughs> And then I was like, oopsie. So it was like all my stress was in one night. Probably better, actually. It's better. Yeah, yeah. I think I've learned to like compartment. What's that word? Compartmentalize. My stress. Mm. Not in my brain, but in my calendar. <laughs> and being creative, as we've kind of touched on, but let's kind of wrap this up. Being creative is. A fuel. Like it's it's something that we don't deserve time to do. It's not like, oh, I'll save up a small amount of time for that and I'll just like quickly write a poem or I'll just like quickly do some painting. It's not it's not about trying to fit it in. It's actually realizing that when you are creative, it fuels you in a different way and it fuels mm. you with with a sense of fulfillment and also it creates a lot of joy. And it can also create a lot of other emotion. It can allow it to be a space where you actually let go of emotion. That's so true. You, what is it? You channel it into something else, which I think is a really powerful thing. This is why we have in mental health hospitals, which uh, we have a friend who's CEO of a mental health hospital. This is why they have art therapy. This is why they have music therapy, because it is scientifically proven that when you create something with, you know, music or you paint or you do something like that, it can actually help alleviate uh, these emotions that we can sometimes really struggle to understand and struggle to deal with. Well, I think emotion regulation is probably one of, like, humans, this Mm -hmm. is what we struggle with. Mm -hmm. This is what can cause many conflicts and internal conflicts and, like, external conflicts Mm -hmm. too. And when we can channel these emotions into something Mm -hmm. like art, music, 
whatever it might be, mm-hmm. they're allow- they kind of dissipate or they are expressed yeah. in a really healthy way. And this is why yoga and Pilates is also yeah, so beautiful wow. for this because, again, scientifically proven, when you move your body, especially in creative ways, in new ways that the brain doesn't know. So running is different. Running is repetitive. You know what it's like to run. But when you do a different class where you've never done a move like this or you've never done a sequence like this before, the brain is there wow. and it's doing things. And then you, again, are able to work through your emotions, you're able to regulate them, you're able to see what's true and what's not true because that's just what happens when you move your body or when you do something creative. And yoga and Pilates is really a really creative thing that you can do. Actually, I just saw that a company here on the Gold Coast, I think it was, they have brought in yoga and meditation into their kindergarten. Wow. And they're teaching kids how to do this because it regulates, helps them regulate their emotions, helps them understand what they're feeling. So instead of them crying and do and not really knowing why they're crying or anything, they've seen that by doing yoga that the kids are able to better understand what they're feeling. They're able to talk about it more. I feel this. Well, I think as an adult... I get that from yoga mm. especially. And, you know, that's because it does work with whatever you believe, energy points in your body to mm. really allow you to feel into them or to open them mm. or to, I don't know, I guess like it allows you to go inwards mm-hmm. instead of expressing yourself in anger yeah. or crying or like, you know, something really irrational. Mm. And you can't control yourself. You you express yourself in this way that is beautiful. Mm. And I think, and that's where art, com- I mean, that's where art comes from, isn't it? Like that's where the creativity comes from. It's mm. from a feeling. It's from emotion. It's from your humanness. Mm. Like, and that's pure magic. And then the people who create it and, you know, creative, a yoga class. So you are giving me a gift. I'm doing your yoga class. That is a pure gift for, yeah. to me and everyone in your class. Same with the art, the visual art that mm-hmm. people create, the the movies. I mean, God, movies, life without movies. I, know, I love the movies. Ah, and then music as well. Like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> this I is know. Like, my, like it makes me feel really overwhelmed and happy and sad and overjoyed. I'm going to cry. You because, know the feelings. Yeah. <laughs> because of the yoga. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about yoga no but wow like art and creativity mm. is life mm. it's so true it's like it's without like, it what is there it's That's the, the heart it's the heartbeat of mm. life because <laughs> then i want to just let's just touch on this really quickly because yeah, this is a go. great episode i love it <laughs> let's like go back back in time way back when Ooh. The artists were the the celebrated ones, right? Yeah. They were the like the 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 people who everyone was in awe of. Mm. Like think of the Sistine Chapel and yeah, that Michelang- Michelangelo, who he's there painting that for, or with his uh, what is it, the <laughs> ceramic, not fresco? ceramic, yeah, that fresco. I'm like, what is the thing called? <laughs> How long did that take him? I have no idea. Many years, though. How much dedication, how much, like, thought and dream had to go into that? Yeah, that's so wild. And then imagine living back then and knowing that that was happening. Like, oh, you would just be like, I want to know that person. I want to understand how that's all happening. And now that is a celebrated thing that people just travel all over the world to go and see that. Yeah, I mean, like, art history, it's been here mm. forever, right? Like, cave drawings, mm-hmm. like, people. Hieroglyphics. That's how people communicated. Yeah. It's a, it's been such an important part that's of humans. That's how people human. told stories. Yeah. They're only caves. Like, you know, this is what happened to me. Yeah, wow. And now you're here and then they're reading, like, they're looking at that. Oh, that's what happened well, to them. And storytelling, what mm-hmm. a beautiful art form, a beautiful creativity, like. Storytelling just via voice. Yes. Right? Hey, like podcasts. (laughs) Hey, we're being creative now. (laughs) We do get filled up by this, by the way. Yeah, I think it's such a joy to do. You know, something creating the podcast is probably the thing that 
I get the most joy from mm. in a creative. Like, you know, writing, I struggle. Like, it's like, oh, like, it's like a dry, it's like a, it's hard work for me. See, whereas writing for me, if I've got the topic and if I've yeah. got the story, I'll give me an hour and I'll get it done because well, I just love you, it. Why do you because I'm making an app. <laughs> Oh. It's a lot. She's making an app. Sorry, you can write after. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, this app is a big freaking excuse because it's, it's taking up a lot of space in my mind where it's like, I just want to do this other thing. And then she'll write. Yes. Oh, I love this. Well, <laughs> Me too. I feel like we should finish it here because we could go on and on and on about this topic. But we have something really exciting to finish this podcast episode with because, as we mentioned before, that song that we played a sp- little snippet of earlier this podcast episode is now out disintegrate is now out on all streaming mm-hmm. music platforms. platforms our favorite is spotify <laughs> so you can go and find it midnight express to rome we'll make sure the links are also in the show notes so it's really easy to find it's called disintegrate but you're going to hear it here first because we are about to hit play on yeah. midnight express to rome's disintegrate are you ready let's do it
Right? Where's my Sunday afternoon gig? Where's my 2 p.m. gig? <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll stay up. We will. Definitely come to a live gig. There's so much magic in live music and it really is fun. And if you do come, let us know because we will probably be there. Also, also. Front and center. Wait. Yeah, we'll be there singing. We know all the words. It's so fun. Somewhere safe. <laughs> Go, Carla. I feel like Carla's just waiting to be asked. Carla. I'm not waiting. I've said it that many times. <laughs> Carla wants he to sing. He thinks I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he'll know. She's serious. She wants to sing on a song. Uh, <laughs> I but, could just do backup. Yeah, you would be good at backups. Uh, also, if you are a creative and you want to share your art with us, mm. like seriously, send it to us. Send yeah. whatever it is. We are like – supporters we're share happy especially if we love it no i'm kidding i'm (laughs) kidding we'll be open to sharing all art all forms of art yeah and also especially because this is a obviously an auditory uh what do you call this an auditory thing that you listen to uh music is obviously something that is very easy for us to share on the podcast so So if you have a song yeah and if you're an artist and you know i get it it's hard to get your name out there and it's it's difficult to be played on the radio stations well you don't have to wait for radio stations like podcast is a great avenue so we would be more than happy to share your music yeah excited to share Mm. your music yeah yeah i'll be excited to listen to it yeah i think you know mainstream music i love a lot of mainstream Mm. music but you know it's carefully curated usually by marketers so so i want to hear i want to like i want the music that is you know Made by the locals yeah. that, that hasn't been found yet. Yeah. I want to hear it. Send it to us. Mm. All right. Okay. Have a beautiful Bye. day. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone.